as I said, this is Transfiguration Sunday where we hear about Jesus being transfigured in, in, um, in the sight of the disciples. Well, I think there are transfiguration moments that happen in our everyday lives. And they can absolutely stop us in our tracks because of the glory of God being revealed. It's those, those moments like the smell of a brand new baby, right? Or flowering trees blooming in the spring. The embrace of a friend that we, when we need it just at the right moment. Or the bravery of difficult situations. Voices raised in, in cries of justice. Or the sacred minutes just before death. It may not be Jesus in dazzling clothes or a visit from the ancestors on a mountaintop, but by God's grace, we receive the love of Christ shining brightly in these very ordinary yet very holy moments. And when they happen to us, what are we to do? It's can be difficult when we're in the presence of the divine and we just don't know what to do. And so we can kind of understand why Peter said what he did. He's grasping at straws and he offered to make three dwelling places, right? And you can't blame them. They were terrified. And we kind of make some weird choices and weird decisions when we are scared. But a voice came from heaven. Listen. It's not necessary to do or to say anything. This moment is simply a gift. Our job is to just listen. Do you have anyone in your family who has a listening problem? Notice I didn't say hearing problem. A listening, my daughter-in-law is looking at my son right now. <laughs> right? So... We notice sometimes in our lives that people kind of have that selective listening, don't they? There's a story told about King Edward VII. His grandson, Prince David, had a good relationship with his grandfather. Still, David was a child, and adults in England during this period, particularly the royalty, they were not known to listen to children. Well, at dinner on one occasion, little David tried to get his grandfather's attention and he was reprimanded immediately for interrupting the king's conversation at the dinner table. So the young prince just sat there in silence until he was given permission to speak. When he was finally able to address his grandfather, he said, oh, it's too late now, Grandpapa. There was a caterpillar on your lettuce, but now you've already eaten it. <laughs> Former President Bill Clinton once compared listening to running a cemetery. He said, being president is like running a cemetery. You've got a lot of people under, under you and nobody's listening. Okay, come on, that's funny. <laughs> Are you listening? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and of course, you've heard that old saying that God gave us two ears and only one mouth indicating that God wanted us to spend twice as much time listening as talking. However, it could also be said that God gave us two ears and one mouth because listening is twice as hard as talking. 
Have you ever spent time just listening? Maybe outdoors on a hike or a walk in the park and you're listening to the sounds of nature. Or maybe it's listening to the babble of a, of a child, of a baby. Or maybe you have time to sit in worship and listen. Listen to the breathing of the person next to you or to your own heartbeat, right? Perhaps you have listened compassionately to a loved one who didn't need any advice. All they needed was to be heard. I found it interesting that in our gospel, after the disciples were told to listen to Jesus, they looked around then and nobody else was with them. It was just Jesus, as he said, but only Jesus in our reading. When we stop to listen, it's hard to tune everything out and just listen to Jesus. And sometimes it's hard for us to believe that Jesus is listening. Why would he be listening to me? Do I have anything important to say? And do I have anything important to listen to? Right? Do you believe that if you just listen, that Jesus has something to say to you? A little boy was late getting home one day from school. And when he finally showed up, his worried mother asked him, where have you been? And the little boy ex explained, I stopped to help a friend whose bicycle was broken down. But you don't know how to fix a bicycle, his mother said. That's true, replied the boy, but I stopped to be with him while he cried. And that's Jesus. He stops to be with us when we cry or when we're joyful. At all times, Jesus is present, listening the transfiguration does not sketch an image of an intimidating, uh, self-satisfied, sacred, untouchable, distant, royal king, right? It's tender holiness. The scene is a reminder that holiness, as a characteristic of God, is shared. We participate in God's holiness. God loves, so God listens, and then God interacts. This holiness expresses itself in self-giving, for that's what happens when someone loves you. They want to listen. They want to understand your deepest needs and your most wonderful joys. As people accustomed to just doing, right, we can find it challenging to just listen. We have learned that it is more important to have something to say, to have something to offer, to have something to provide. We find it more important to fix something or someone, right? But the good news of grace is that God's love has come to us even before we can do anything or say anything. That's why we baptize helpless infants. That's why when we come up to communion to our Lord's table, we do so with hands outstretched that are empty, ready to receive. This is the body of Christ given for you. And all we have to do 
is listen. And then to respond with an amen. Amen.